Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirsty. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our show about the things we love and the things we hate and the things we love to hate. Yeah. Also known as the Four Seasons Total Landscaping of Podcasts. There it is. Hey. hey <laughs> Spoiler alert, that was my Quarantine Corner update. Oh, damn it. <laughs> was just Four Seasons Total Landscaping. <laughs> uh, yeah. In case you all... Needed some kind of timestamp as to when approximately this episode may have been recorded. <laughs> but man, when this episode comes out, Four Seasons Total Landscaping is going to be an old meme. Oh, yeah. It's already like. On its run course. <laughs> some of my favorite Four Seasons Total Landscaping tweets were the ones about how it's such a shame that Four Seasons Total Landscaping got so buried in the news cycle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's so true. It's also one of those things that's, like, not as funny when you explain it out loud to someone I've learned, and way funnier to just, like, experience it in real time. (laughs) Yeah, I had someone who had, like, missed an entire day of news, and when she came back... What a day to choose, though. I, I know. She, like, knew that it was happening, but, yeah, she, like, missed all the coverage, and I was like, by the way... Did you hear about Four Seasons Total Landscaping? And she's like, well, I heard that they did it at, like, in, like, the shitty parking lot. And it's so hard to be like, it's so much more than that. But also, it's not. I'm at the Four Seasons. I'm at the Total Landscaping. I'm at the combination Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a gift. So anyway, that's what I've been up to. Yeah. Um, I think my other Quarantine Corner update is that instead of watching the election for the five days that everybody was stuck in election hell, I watched Mamma Mia, yeah. Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, yeah. and the Eurovision movie. You sure did. If it had gone on one more day, I would have squeezed in Score a Hockey Musical, but <laughs> <laughs> luckily CNN fucking called the damn thing. Oh, I know. Yeah. I mostly watched CNN for four, five days, whatever. I had more fun. Yeah, you did. (laughs) I did, like, well, I was, like, dabbling in other content, but I couldn't really, like, put my whole heart into anything, which is fair. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I found that was, like, the right amount of, like, not asking anything from me and also being a nothing enough that it worked was Escape to the Chateau. Ooh. Which is available on Peacock for me. I don't know about the rest of y'all, because I don't know how Peacock works. <laughs> but it features our good, good friend Dick Strawbridge. Dick Strawbridge! I missed that guy. Yes, and his wife, who's like maybe 20 to 30 years younger than him. Sure. Uh, named Angel. And they're two right. very small children. Um, and they decide, it's they learn uh, on their house search that it's cheaper to buy a rundown chateau in France than it is to buy a flat in downtown London. Okay. So they put, like, 
between 200 and 300,000 pounds down to buy a chateau in France. And then they have to renovate it. And it has, like, no fixtures and no electricity. And it's like a dump. And so, from what I gather, there are six seasons about renovating this chateau. Wow, that's one hell of a shitty chateau. (laughs) Yeah, um, there is literally... (laughs) also but there's <laughs> oh boy. like the season some of them are like three episodes some of them are six sure. like, not long, it's british but, tv so the seasons don't count yeah but it's still a long time and first of all there's like at least one room that's absolutely full of dead flies which was cool triggering <laughs> um <laughs> the second fun fact i learned was that their one toilet was plumbed to just dump into their moat Oh. And I have a lot of questions about how many chateaus have poop rivers around No them. kidding. It's like a lazy river, except it's full of poop. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And when I, the one, I only watched one episode, but at that point, he could not find the exit to the drain in the moat. So he was going to go swimming in there in the summer and try and find it. why is he so certain that there's a drain i mean where else does the poop go just stays there it's an old ass moat they didn't care about that shit back then no i know but like the pipe he couldn't find the end of the pipe into the moat yeah oh oh yeah oh no (laughs) (laughs) so it's like very promising for a lot of reasons amazing i why did you not text me about this I texted you and I said Dick Strawbridge. I definitely mentioned I this. I don't think that's possible because Are you I would have. Me right now? Yeah, I am. This is a real time no, fact just check. Kidding. CNN does not fact check. They absolutely fucking don't. Was it the day I was dying? Maybe. Oh, could have been. That would track. That would track. <laughs> When you were sleeping during the day, and I literally tried to send you a message in every Slack channel. (laughs) I was like, I haven't used this one yet. Okay, good. Okay, I did a search for dick. (laughs) You find? (laughs) I did find a lot of messages, though interestingly not as many as you'd think. And I found messages on November 9th. October 1st, October 18th, September 10th, September 29th, etc. And not a single one is about Dick Strawbridge. So Did I, I Snapchat don't... you? Maybe. I don't know. I just feel like I you shared You didn't tell something. me about this is the bottom line. I'm sorry, we don't talk on the phone unless it's our scheduled recording time. Okay, on September 20th, you sent me a tweet in Hello911. About the show. That just said, it's a tweet from Rachel Rose that says, we recently got access to WGBH2 and I just watched a show called Escape to the Chateau that mm-hmm. gave me more serotonin than I've had in months. Bless public television and British imports and then it trails off and I haven't loaded the rest of the tweet. So if you paid attention to my 911 alerts. So if I retained <laughs> the I information on September... Maybe. Kelsey, do you remember what September 20th was like for me? <laughs> So you were also dying. <laughs> the point still stands. Point still stands. Anyway, if anyway. you are so blessed to have a Peacock subscription that you didn't sign up for, <laughs> you can speak into your remote and say, Dick Peacock, Strawbridge. 
and then <laughs> you'll find escape to the chateau somehow. I will be watching this immediately. Yeah, it's pretty. Is it worth doing an episode about? Should oh, we program maybe. it in the in the Stay doldrums? Tuned. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's basically like a if you wanted to commit to one grand design for a long sure. time. Sure. I'm gonna make a note though. Okay. Escape. There's also, I think it's on Acorn maybe, but there's another like Cottage Life UK show that's Escape to the Country. And yeah. it's it's like a mix between it. Escape to the Chateau and Grand Designs, essentially. It's basically like House Hunters. That's Dick Strawbridge also, isn't it? I, I thought Dick Strawbridge ooh, Dick Strawbridge <laughs> was sure. a tiny house. He's, he had, when when we had that short-lived had Acorn subscription, there were like six. Yeah. yeah. So, he's and got his hands in no all kinds of boats. he has no money from his television career to buy a chateau that's nicer than this one. I mean, one of his shows was about, like, gardening in London, so... He was very excited about the walled garden in the chateau. Aw, Dick Strawbridge living his best life. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy for him. But anyway, let's not burn all our material in case okay. we do need to do an episode about this. Some people that I am less happy for. How about that? Kelsey made a face at me. I think I said something controversial. <laughs> 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 Send help. It's about to get spicy in here. Help. Help. Wait, are we supposed to be happy for them? <laughs> Introduce the topic while I have a meltdown. <laughs> okay. Since I broke Kelsey, what we're here to talk about is the 2005 adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. Yes. Yes. We are. Because I've never, I've never a Jane Austen. Correct. In any form. And I selected this one not <laughs> because it's my favorite adaptation of Jane Austen, but because it's probably the most... It's the most accurate one that I like the best. Mm. <laughs> Let's put it that way. We also come across Pride and Prejudice far more in our line of work than one may expect. Yeah, this was a like a educational experience sure. for Kirstie to get exposed to Jane Austen, and I'm very scared about what that <laughs> means. I <laughs> I have a feeling that this is about to be a show about the things we hate, and mostly it's going to be Kelsey hates me. <laughs> <laughs> My expectations were set as, like, this is not really for Kirstie. No, this is not so, for me. But, I mean, okay, let me just say, I didn't hate it. You didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I just also don't think it's for me. That's that's okay. I'm I an just, outsider looking in right now. As long as you appreciate the things that you're supposed to appreciate, I can accept that it's not for you and that you don't love it. <laughs> Just a real. <laughs> I'm drinking out of an extremely large glass, which is advantageous at times. <laughs> a long sip there. <laughs> well, the coop covers a lot of my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. All right. Well, All right. lead us into it. All right. Shall I recap? Unless you want me to do it. I don't know. I can try and speed recap through this. Okay, well, if we're doing a speed recap, I can help you with that. You want to take the lead? Okay, so in this in this 
part only. As far as I can tell, the story is about a family with a lot of women. So they all have to get married because that's all girls are good for is marrying rich. But the mom's super overbearing, which is embarrassing in society. And some other guy nearby gets rich somehow. And they're all very excited about it. So now there's a conspiracy to get all the girls married to this one rich guy. And in the process, they meet a different rich guy who's like this very sad 2001 emo boy, except he's rich. (laughs) And he accidentally falls in love with the protagonist who's a free spirit and doesn't care about money. And then, oops, she marries him anyway. And now she's rich and the whole family is happy. (laughs) The end. (laughs) The end. (laughs) I feel like your recap misses, like, the overarching theme of, like, Economic anxiety. And economic anxiety, yes. (laughs) It is a story for These Are Modern Times in that regard. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. There is a lot of pettiness. I mean, 95% of this movie is people in rooms making witty commentary at each other, pointedly. That is true of all Jane Austen. In fun British accents. Like, the whole thing, the entire thing feels like one joke book. Where it's like, okay, what plot can I conceive to put two people in this room so that they can just throw witticisms at each other? And now, mm-hmm. next scene. Mm-hmm. Yes. So now take this and think of every narrative you've seen that's come after it. Sure. And know that a large sum of it came from this. <laughs> There were some sick burns in there. Yes, she's like the queen of satire. Yes, very good sick burns. A plus on the sick burns. Yes. See, you got what I needed you to get the kid out of it. All right, cheers to that. See, you did a good job. (laughs) That's all we have to discuss. (laughs) That's that's the whole podcast. Thank you for listening. All right, you take over now because that's everything I have to offer. What am I taking over with? Oh, I don't wow. know. We're supposed to talk about the plot, and then you had two pages of notes. My two. Well, I wrote a page of notes about just hitting all the points that happened because I didn't know how much you would have retained. Okay, so let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. I mean, you got a lot of it. <laughs> so you got the like general plot of like all these women need to be married off, otherwise we're all going to be destitute. Oh, also, some of the daughters are ugly, and that's a real bummer for trying to marry them off. It's not that they're ugly, it's that they're, um, unlikable. Sure. (laughs) Two of them are, like, too silly and obnoxious, and one of them is, like, too emo. But they're also, like, 12. They'll get over it. But there's also several comments made about how the oldest one is the handsome one, Mm -hmm. and the protagonist, who has a name... Is Lizzie is like kind of attractive, all things considered, and then the other ones are just there. Yes. Which could also (laughs) in part be because they are prepubescent. Correct. And also that's supposed to mirror like how they're viewed by society. Mm. Symbolism. You know. Sure. That's why Jane gets married off first and why everyone's like into her more because you know, she's like the most uh, 
the most acceptable in society in terms sure. of the way she behaves. Because she's all like, reserved she, and shit. Yeah, and she's No never one knows what she like, thinks or feels. Yeah, say anything sassy to people. Yep. You know? Yep. Um, yeah, so basically, Mr. Bingley is just has inherited wealth. He doesn't just become wealthy overnight, but he arrives overnight. <laughs> okay. Because I thought when they were all running around being like, Mr. Bingley. <laughs> like, no one in the Regency era has earned money all of a sudden. It's all in <laughs> I mean, I, I thought someone died somehow and then money happened. And that's about as far as I got. I mean, the bottom line is that he's rich and it doesn't matter, right? Right. Yeah. He's rich. And- yeah, that's like that's like the foppish little boy that the older daughter marries, right? Mr. Bingley is Darcy's friend. Do you know who Darcy is? <laughs> I do know that one, yes, because he's very emo. Yes. He's like the redhead. If he if if Darcy had been a man child in 2005 he for sure would have had a lincoln park poster in his dorm room (laughs) like no doubt see but the most famous darcy is our dad colin firth really Mm -hmm. our dad was a darcy and you didn't even tell Mm me yeah because i can't get into the 1995 adaptation i really strongly dislike it Oh my god, look at our dad. He has such mutton chops. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a television show, and that's alarming. It's a six-episode miniseries, which six hours is, like, a very long time to spend with this story. That's and a like, long time, yeah. I, I just can't. It's too dated or something. I didn't see it at the right time in my life, and I just can't. 2005 was, like, a very impressionable time for this film to come out for somebody who was already interested in rom-coms. Yes. Okay, so I will say, I th- I don't know how much meat there is in the development of the romance, but I do feel like I have gripes there. Uh-huh. But, all of my gripes aside, a thing that happened was there's the scene where they yell at each other in the rain. Yep. And then do they make out or do they only almost make out? No, they only almost make out. Sure. So I had a moment where I was like, okay, this scene explains a lot for me because there is something akin to sexual tension here. Mm-hmm. And I know that rain is very powerful for people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've seen the tropes over and over and over again that it right. from this story and from her other stories. Like... This is a baseline Hallmark plot we're pulling from. But Hallmark has still done this wrong. Okay, so I do have to say that I was watching this through the lens of the annual Hallmark adaptations that (laughs) we subject ourselves to. I'm giggling because I sent Kelsey a picture of what appears to be a paper mache (laughs) Colin Firth in a river. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's Google claims it's a promotional stunt for I would like that to be our episode art. <laughs> that should be the episode art. <laughs> oh. I'll work on that. Oh my god. I just, I can't. Um <laughs> And I do appreciate that the title of the picture is Darcy Super Jumbo. Um anyway. <laughs> 
our super jumbo father. Um, <laughs> I was watching this movie through the lens of like, what can I learn for when I watch Hallmark? Mm-hmm. And I learned nothing at all. I don't. I thought about Christmas at Pemberley Manor. I -hmm. thought about the at least 13 other ones that I can't remember by name that claim the one in that small town in Connecticut, which may or may not have also been Christmas at Pemberley. I think it was. (laughs) Whoops. Anyway, I still don't. I think because those are only adaptations of Pride and Prejudice in the sense that, like, at least one person in the couple is rich and they make out at some point. And there's like a sister. <laughs> and sometimes there's a sister. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a mansion. Yeah. Hallmark does not pull the things that you're supposed to pull. No. I mean, the main like. Where's lessons, the classism? Yeah. Like classism, there's questions of like marriage for happiness or marriage for like prosperity. Mm-hmm. Sure. There's pride and prejudice. <laughs> like, it's put, basic. Put that right it's not- well, okay, we'll say, in fairness, that that is one thing that I was a little surprised by, because you've talked before, which I guess everybody has, about how the whole point of this story and Jane Austen in general is economic anxiety and love and classism and, like... Mm-hmm. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. I expected it to be a little more coded. I didn't really expect it to be like we're at a contra dance and we're going to talk to each other as we dance about how you're just like not horny for me because I'm poor. <laughs> I think the novelty of it in its time, though, is that it's so direct. Sure. Uh, but. I don't know. I mean, I didn't live in the Regency era, (laughs) surprisingly. Shockingly. Kelsey's not a time traveler (laughs) this time. Right. Yeah. But I think, like, the having it be front and center, I think, is also not that far-fetched for the time. Like, people, that was what they were worried about, because their incomes were so dependent on, like, making matches and stuff like that, if you were a woman. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's not different from any of her other works. I'll say that. Yeah. I mean, it all makes sense. I just had different expectations, I guess. The other thing I'm confused about is, like, are we supposed to be attracted to and or interested in Mr. Darcy? And why is he such a whiny pants? So there's a faction of people who... <laughs> Are like horny for Mr. Darcy. Okay. Specifically, the Colin Firth Mr. Darcy. Okay. So that There's... that I could almost see. As much as I hate to say that about our dad, my beef with this Darcy is they chose to give him a mullet. Yeah, that was a choice they there made. There were some hair choices, like Keira Knightley's bangs. I think yeah. she's wearing a wig the whole time. I it's don't know. definitely a wig for sure. Uh, yeah. And Matthew McFadden, like, he doesn't need to look that way. <laughs> like We've he's, all seen Succession. Like he's, he's so shaggy. He's not unattractive, but here we are. Here we are. 
I don't personally like engage with Pride and Prejudice to be horny for Mr. Darcy, if that helps. <laughs> it does like, help. Other than the fact that he's the romantic lead. And so, like, we're supposed to believe that at some point, what's her face? Lizzie is like taken with him, but like why? He's like whiny and mopey and hangs out in the shadows and has a mullet. But he proves himself to be a good person and a uh, because he pays off oh, Mr. Wickham sure. and brings back Lydia from running away and causing sure, sure, her sure, family sure, sure. to like be shamed forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has the that redeeming arc. Okay. And they find they find themselves to be, like, intellectual matches. He is an attractive man. Yeah, he can be. How tall is he? Chrissy <laughs> <laughs> doing the good work while you're at it. <laughs> He's 6'3". Wow. <laughs> I definitely clocked this dude at an easy 5'8". Mm-hmm. I mean, there's short man energy here. Well, no, if we want to talk about short man energy... Can we talk about Mr. Collins, the ultimate short man? Is that the foppish boy? Which one is the foppish boy? The little boy? There's, like, several... (laughs) If it's short, is it Mr. Collins who, like, talks about... The one that marries Jane, who's, like, all bright-eyed and, like, cute. No, that's Mr. Bingley. I can't keep track of all of the white men. Mr. Collins is short. Mr. Collins. And he's a, like, a priest or a something in the religious world and then he marries her friend Charlotte and then she goes to stay with them and he brings them to Lady Catherine de Borg's house and he talks about how many like windows she has and how everything in her house is so nice oh that guy yeah okay I definitely thought he was one of the hobbits but I'm looking at his IMDB and that's not true (laughs) no but since we've started Hot or Tall yes the institution yes this is always my benchmark for a short man. He does have short man energy. It's true. Tom Hollander Heights. He's he is like five, five five. Oh, I was right. <laughs> Bang on. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. I, All mean, right. I think he does a good job of being as tall just as he the needs most to be. Just grading person in the whole world. Yes. Yes. I love that. Well, since we're at it, let's find out how tall Mr. Bingley is. All right. Do you, are you going to just look him up so you know who he is now? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't retain the names of actors, so it's fine. Mr. Bingley isn't meant to be a fop. He seemed foppish. No. I don't it, Mr. know. Mr. Collins is a fop if we need to pick one. 5'11". Hmm. Respectable. Mm-hmm. Not that hot, though, gotta say. No. Looked better with the wig. I don't say that often. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> yikes, yikes. Uh, we were talking about something more important than that, and then I got distracted. I don't know. I don't think so. Do you want to talk about some art? Yeah, tell me about the art. Well, you commented on the art first. Did I comment on art? Yeah, you did. Oops. It's okay. I'll remind you. <laughs> um, The, like... One of the things this particular version is most known for is that opening oh, yes. one shot. That was and art. They, it was art, and they do an even like more impressive one, possibly, during the ball that I had never noticed until I watched it this time around. But like this director is horny for this. It's incredible. It like 
was such, it was like immediate culture shock. I have these moments from time to time. I think we talk them talk about them a lot on the show, where it's like every once in a while I'm confronted with a, like, I can't think of the word. A tool, a device, uh, there's a better word for an this. An execution. An execution, uh, an artistic choice mm-hmm. that makes me really confront the fact that, like, 98% of what we watch is just pure garbage. <laughs> it's, like, not even, like, film school shit. It's, like, any old person with a camera mm-hmm. can film two people on the rule of thirds. And that's what we watch, generally. <laughs> yeah. And then you get a long shot opening and it's like, oh my god. <laughs> wow, someone storyboarded this. Right. <laughs> Wait this a second. wasn't recorded by like 16 crew members on a yacht. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was majestic. I mean, for sure, not the most impressive long shot ever, but majestic nonetheless it just like it's such a bold way to open a film especially when you are like me and have no idea what you're really getting yourself into Mm -hmm. and then it was just like boom here's the art here's the art (laughs) here's the art i mean this one definitely shares like a similar world look and feel to there's a like 2008 maybe Sense and Sensibility miniseries that was like definitely from the same time Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it feels like they share like you know some DNA one aesthetic yeah it's interesting to see like the different interpretations like the new Emma that's now my favorite Jane Austen adaptation ever by like a long shot. Wow. Is like if you took Jane Austen and made it Wes Anderson. Ooh. So it's like I don't know it, what to do with that. It's very, very good. It's um I read an article that was describing it as like pl- the scenes looked like dollhouses and they were placing the characters in dollhouses, so like their costume matches the background colors of the room and like everything's very over the top and like cotton candy colors and it's very very different and like tonally a lot more fun Mm -hmm. it's definitely like a different story so like it carries a different weight but it's a lot more fun (laughs) (laughs) i just think it's like interesting to take more of an artistic lens like this this version to me feels like how when you read the book, like, it feels that way. Mm-hmm. Um, the 1995 one, for probably the fact that it's just old, feels like watching a stage adaptation or something. Like, it feels a little bit fake. Yeah, that tracks. Um, yeah, but then this Emma is, like, totally on a different level. Like, I'm excited about the idea of art. I started two different sentences mm-hmm. at the same time, and then I forgot what one of them was, and I had to start over. <laughs> Whoops. In Whoops. fairness to me, I got a text about Four Seasons Total Landscaping, and I got thrown off. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it comes full circle. I love that. 
yikes. Yikes. Um, is there anything else we should talk about? This is a short episode. This is a short episode. <laughs> well, I just, I feel like a disappointment to, like, women and women who read and also, like, women of the internet and also women who grew up in the mid-2000s. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm, like, the only woman alive who, like, doesn't get I mean, it's not that I don't get it. I have an academic appreciation, I would say, Mm -hmm. for Jane Austen's vibe. Yeah. But I'm not vibing. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. I don't don't know that I, like, vibe when I watch Pride and Prejudice either. (laughs) I do when I watch Emma. That movie sucks. But... (laughs) it's like a little like but they're all the same more or less aren't they that's like the whole shtick yes no i've read a few and i've watched a few movies okay i don't have like an exhaustive knowledge but i've read like the hits okay um and like sense and sensibility is a lot of them are about like sisters or like female friendship is like a big thing in them. Um, they feature like similar character types, so there will be like the silly, goofy woman or the like bad apple man who like tricks people into loving them, and then you find out they're terrible people or whatever. Or there's like the reserved man who like is like a Darcy type, right? So it's a lot of that, and, like, their behaviors are the same. Like, I don't know, this seems like a pretty fun life to me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't have a job, I just have to find someone to marry, I get to, like, just fuck around and go from, like, house to house for a couple months during the year, (laughs) and then, like, go to balls. I don't know, there's, like, nothing. (laughs) It's so weird. (laughs) But... Uh, nothing except so like all of the sense. bo and the preventable disease yeah, and like i, I don't have... really want to <laughs> engage in that <laughs> and the shitting in moats yeah yeah you know those uh, guys were shitting in moats oh yeah <laughs> yikes yeah i think emma's like a little different because she's already wealthy mm-hmm. and she's playing the role of matchmaker in like amongst her social circle so that's like a little bit of a different spin than like sensibility and pride and prejudice are very similar in that like they're not they're middle class <laughs> people trying to marry up yeah in terms of art one thing i said to you that like i do take very seriously is that every single scene in the film looks exactly how it would have smelled. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is a thing that we praise Outlander for, so... I think that's fair. I think that was excellent. There yeah, is they... also a moment that lifted me out of my body a little bit where they talk about the glazing on the windows. <laughs> 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 and how much it costs. 
podcast. And I was At like, Lady Catherine's house. And I was like, whoops. Grand Designs Regency Edition. Love to see it. <laughs> love to see it. Are they triple glazed? Like, let's talk. Right. Yeah. But I think that's like, that's what's so funny about it is like, you. They do such a good job of embodying these, like, people and these things that, like, don't change over time. Like, sure. Lizzie and her dad love to judge people for being stupid. <laughs> her dad just, like, winds up her mom all the time for no good reason other than it, like, it's fun. Yeah. And then, like, Mr. Collins is out there, like, talking about how much Windows cost because that's who he is as a like, person. Everybody like, everybody loves HGTV. Right. <laughs> and, like, I think the novelty is that this is written in the 1800s and not 25 years ago. <laughs> oh my god. No, that's not how math works. I thought you were just suggesting that that's how long ago 2005 was. And no, I no, 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 no. <laughs> oh my god. You're just saying something in, like, relative I know, relative I got there. Past. It's fine. <laughs> but it is almost how long ago 2005 was, and that's scary. Ooh. No, like, 15 <laughs> years. Okay. Let's not date ourselves that much. <laughs> it's scary yikes. out there. Yikes, yikes, yikes. So, yeah. I did a Jane Austen. You did a Jane Austen. I'm practically an English major now. I mean, I'm proud of you. Because it's Thank a long movie that you sat through. I mean, it was, I, like, washed the dishes and stuff. It was fine. See, this is why I was worried. <laughs> <laughs> It was great. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the banter. I mean, as long as you got the banter. I got the banter. Okay. And now I am fully educated and thoroughly prepared for the upcoming season of Hallmark. We're very excited for Hallmark. That's like two weeks in my own. Less than that based on Airtable in terms of prep. Well, in terms of prep, we could have started, like, three months ago when there were still Christmas movies coming out. <laughs> Christmas for the troops. Yikes, yikes. <laughs> big, big vibes for the troops this year. Big vibes for the troops on Hallmark. <laughs> Christmas in July for the troops. Yep. Sponsored by COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway... Anyway, um, if you want to hear a, like, deep dive into Pride and Prejudice, the 1995 movie, uh, episode by, series, episode by episode, or presumably this one and more, uh, the Podlander spinoff series is running now. And it's- oh, I can start listening to that now because I have context. You have context. They're very horny for the 1995 version and everything that it contains, and I'm just not. So <laughs> horny for our dad. Should I send him the picture of the paper mache dad? Yeah. You probably should. <laughs> I probably should. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty great. So good. But yeah. Um, and so everyone yeah. should go watch Emma. It's on HBO right now, and it's so delightful. I'll watch it. I just want to, I'm going to send you a picture so you can get a vibe. Okay. Vibe check. Of what they're doing here, if I can find one. Jesus. (laughs) 
Um, none of these are giving me what I want. Please hold. We'll edit. <laughs> Maybe this is an Emma vibe. Huh. I can't uh. paste. Here we go. Uploading image. Oh, that is a vibe. <clears throat> it's like very cotton candy. The whole thing is very cotton candy. Yeah. And like very fun and the costumes are delightful. It is delightful. It's like so. a very haunted kind of vibe. Yeah, I'm trying to find, like, this article actually has so many that I'm now breaking my computer, but <laughs> I was trying to find, like, the one picture in my mind and I didn't get there. That's okay. That's okay. I got That's there, fine. kind of. Yeah. Every costume matches the room it's in is part of the deal. <laughs> Which is in an impressive way. feat. That's quite it's a deal. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. What else should we tell the people? Um, if you have uh, other thoughts about all of the things I'm missing out on by not fully appreciating Jane Austen, you can <laughs> find us <laughs> on Twitter at HeyWatchWithUs or... Uh, find us by email, hatewatchwithus at gmail.com, or you can look at our website where we have some very choice um, episode art. I kept trying to say album art, and I was like, I know that's not <laughs> right. I'm just really in that 2005 state of mind. That's fair. When album art mattered. Um, so you can find that website, which is hatewatchwithus.com. And... Uh, is there other stuff? Besides reviews. Oh, yeah, reviews. Leave us a review. <laughs> Leave us a review on iTunes because we are a podcast and that's what you do for podcasts because we're very <laughs> professional. Um, I shouldn't be multitasking. So uh, you can do that over at iTunes and anywhere else that you find podcasts. And you should tell us all of the, you should leave us a five star review with constructive criticism about what I can learn from Jane Austen. <laughs> but it has to be a five star for me to consider it constructive criticism. Yes. Yes. And you can also assign me more Jane Austens to watch that I haven't watched yet. Yes. Find us all that. the adaptations. I've been watching, like, a lot, lot, lot. <laughs> so, I'm ready. You're ready. Um... If you want to listen to content that probably doesn't talk about Jane Austen, but might include a little bit, because I feel like probably they do some, occasionally. Some of these people have probably read some of it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, you can find all of our friends over at the Thought Bubble Audio Network. Um, you can just Google Thought Bubble Audio, and that'll be a lot more efficient. Or you can uh, find them on Twitter at Thought Bubble FM. Email them. Thought 
why am I saying? I don't know if we ever emailed. <laughs> I always say their email, thoughtbubbleaudio at gmail.com. I was like, I don't know what it is. It's thoughtbubblefm on Twitter, thoughtbubbleaudio at gmail.com. Their website, right, thoughtbubble.com. And they're on Patreon somewhere. Yep. And you can just search for them and it's much easier, I promise. Yeah, we don't know how Patreon URLs work and we've no. been advertising them for a long time and haven't bothered to learn. So just like go to Patreon and type in Thoughtbubble Audio. Yeah, it'll be fine. It's totally fine. Totally fine. All right. Um, and stay tuned because Hallmark is just around the corner. And just start watching movies and we'll talk about a few of them. Yeah, we'll see which ones we get to. <laughs> All right. Thanks for All right. listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.